You look amazing tonight. I've been so excited about this all week. Thank you for wearing that dress. That's my favorite on you. It's been a crazy week. The kids, oh my goodness. Work. Ugh. But now, it's just us. Sometimes, honey, I just have to remember with all the craziness that all this craziness with the family, with the kids, with the mortgage, work, it was all started because of the summer we fell in love. I'll never forget that. I don't know what it was, but we kept getting classes together and... <laughs> Because it was a night class, I'd walk you home, and so we just started talking. And you remember that time? You remember, remember when I told you, <laughs> when I actually said to you, man, you're going to make someone a great wife one day. I had no idea I would be the blessed one to marry you. But after all these years, I just don't want to forget. Life gets busy, doesn't it? We get so busy and consumed with our schedules and all the craziness of life. I want to remember the summer I fell in love. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was amazing. I was in East Texas going to college, and it was me and a buddy named Stacy. It's a guy named Stacy. We hung out all the time, and then there was a third party that came with us a lot, and her name was Jessica. And so it was the summer of Bill, Stacy, and Jessica hanging out. Stacy, my buddy, was dating a really sweet girl, and uh, he, he kept tell, telling me, man, I think this may be the one, and it's like, really, how, how do you know that? And he's like, gosh, she's just amazing, and I just, I just, I'm like a better guy with her, you know, and, and she loves the Lord, and I never thought I would ever meet someone like this. I was like, that's awesome. And then my friend Jessica and I, we'd encourage him, you know. And then whenever Jessica would go home, Stacy was like, hey, like, what's up with with you and Jessica, I was like, oh, we're, we're, we're friends, man. We're like really close. And he was like, that's awesome. And like, what's up? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm, you know, I mean, we're, we're just really close. And one night we're talking and he said, dude, what is the deal? You're always talking about you want this amazing person that's godly and loves the Lord. She's right in front of you. Like, why don't you just ask her out? I'll never forget saying to my friend Stacey, I said, I, I'm scared to ask her out. And he said, Why? He said, because I know if I do, I know I'll marry her. So I asked her out. We fell madly in love. Every night, I look forward to going and seeing her and taking her to dinner and hanging out. We were broke and we didn't care. We just wanted to be with each other. And we'd study, and we'd hang out, and we'd talk. We had so much fun together. I'll never forget that summer. And sometimes I got to remember that that's the summer that started everything. It started everything in my life. I mean, that's that we fell in love and we were engaged that next fall. That next uh, summer we were married. And the reason that that happened so quickly is because we had this amazing friendship. And I really knew her. And we just connected. 
And out of that came our three amazing children. Out of that love came the calling that God had put on both of our hearts to eventually plant a church. And we moved to Corpus Christi, Texas, where we didn't know anyone. All we had was each other. And at that moment, our one six-week-old baby named Mason. And out of that came everything you see today. In the same way, sometimes we forget, don't we, how it all began when you just fell in love? Well, I remember another summer when I was about 13 years old. And sometimes I feel like I need to pull up to a table with Jesus so he can look me in the face. And when I get stressed and I get busy, he reminds me, take my yoke upon you. And I just felt this passion as I woke this morning that he wanted me to remind all of us that he just wants to sit with us and have a dinner for two. So he can say to you in your busyness and say to me in my busyness and in my stress and all I have going on, don't you remember the summer we fell in love? I was 13. I went to camp. And camp was always fun. I mean, you know, that's where you go to meet girls. So come on, camp is really cool. And, you know, you got the swing pool, and we also had the river, so we had, like, double bonus there, man. You could do both, and, you know, ropes courses, and lots of activities, and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff you do at camp. You stay up half the night when the counselor's trying to get you to sleep, and you're trying to sneak out of the cabin and go prank the cabin next door, and, you know, there's all the stuff you do at camp. It's great. And the speaker's good, and they're funny, and they seem cool, even though they're kind of old, but they still seem cool. You know, they're older, like over 20, you know. <laughs> and the band seem cool, and everyone's singing, and you're so excited. And then it gets to that moment, that, either that Wednesday or that Thursday night, I don't know what it is about those nights, but there's something that happens that's just downright magical. It's really just spiritual. And God just shows up and does something profound. And I'll never forget that God became so real to me. And it was like I knew who Jesus was because I grew up in church, but it was like that was the summer I fell in love with him. That was the summer I discovered a passionate relationship with him. And sometimes God has to remind me that he wants me to remember that all that I do today started because of the summer that we fell in love. Sometimes we forget the most basic things and going back in time reminds you why you do what you do. It's so easy to throw your hands up and think, oh, it's just so stressful going to work and back, doing ministry. You know, I got I to get to my you know, life group. I forgot we, we have a meeting tonight. I got to get that done. I got to make this phone call. Or I got to go do this. Or, oh, yeah, church, we have this event. It's easy to become a kind of a do this, do that routine and to forget, well, why did I sign up for life group? Why did I start going to this church? Why did, why did I ever devote myself to anything like serving and helping others? And why did I do all that? Oh, yeah. Because there's a summer that I fell in love. It's easy to forget, isn't it? I was looking at the Word, and I wanted to share this with you. It says in Revelation 
chapter 2. God says this to one of the churches in verse 4. He says, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Well, what were the works you did at first, man? I remember the works I did at first. I got dressed up. Come on, ladies, don't kid with, kid with us. You know you laid out 17 outfits on your bed. Did pick out just the right one. So that then when he picks you up, he says, you look amazing. And you go, oh, this whole thing. And you work so hard to look like that, right? You know? And you go out and, and, and you want to have perfect manners and you want to make sure your breath is just right, just in case you get close, in case that happens, right? And so, and, you know, most guys, you know, wash their car, clean it up, make it look perfect as if that's the way it is all the time when it's, of course, not. We want to make sure we're all dressed just right and we have all the plans laid out just right and we're thinking, so we'll go eat and we'll go here and then we'll go there and you want everything just to be perfect. So when we think about, remember the works you did at first, the good works, not the hard work, the good work. It didn't feel like work. I mean, I wanted to wash my car. I wanted to get dressed up. I wanted to go get her flowers. It didn't feel like work. It was all joy. I loved doing it. And the best part was when I could see the look on her face when she knew I really went all out to make sure she knew how special she was to me. We got to go back to that with Jesus, don't we? It's not a work. It's a good work. You know, I want to you know, get things ready and clear the table and take the time to make sure I've got my pen and my journal ready because I think that this is not a work. This isn't a routine. This isn't a difficulty. This is a good work because if I'll do this, if I'll set the table, then I know he'll talk to me. I know he'll tell me something great. I know he has things he wants to reveal to me. One of my favorite things about my wife is that when I would dream with her and tell her what I wanted to do, she would give me this look like she believed in me. She's like, yeah, I think you can do that. I think we can do that together. And it always helps to have someone who believes in you. Some of you singles right now are a little frustrated with this message, I understand. But your day's coming. God has that for you too. But let me take it back to your, your walk with God. When you fell in love, wasn't it amazing how the person sitting across from you, because Christ is with us, right? He believes in us. And he sees what we can become before we ever do anything with our lives. If you're taking notes, and this really isn't about notes today, I hope and pray you, you don't get consumed with that. That's just a work. Let's do the good work, right? So if you're taking notes, it's really simple. The first thing I want to encourage you with is this. Remember when you fell in love with Jesus. Don't forget that. How many of you guys can remember where you were when it happened? Raise your hand if you can remember that right now. All our campuses, right? We can, can't we? You remember where it happened? What, maybe it was at camp. How many of you, for you, it was at camp? Raise your hand if it was a summer camp. Okay, a lot of people, look at that. This is why we do camp. It's why we support camp, believe in camp. Wish we could do it this summer, but due to COVID, we're going to have to skip it. But this is why we value it so much. You realize how many hands went up when I just said, did, did it happen for you at camp? Let's do that one more time. How many of you happened at camp? Raise your hand. Look at that. That's why we value that. How many of you happened at a retreat? Maybe some kind of spiritual retreat or a church retreat, anyone? 
How many of you had just happened going to church one day? Raise your hand. You said church, it just became real to you. All of a sudden you're like, whoa, this stuff, you know, this, this, is, this is legit. There's a real God who loves me. How many of you had a friend share Christ with you? Anyone in here? Have someone just, just led you to Christ? Praise God, look at that. Look at that. And you saw the realness of their love that they had for their first love, and you thought, I, w- I want that too. So then you gave your life to Christ. We have to remember our first love. You know what helps you remember your first love? The word of your testimony. Telling other people. Listen, I've got kids, and you know what? I love telling these stories because even though they roll their eyes, because that's what kids do, I want them to be so bored with the story because they've heard it so many times, how my mom and my dad fell in love. That's a good thing. And I, I know the story of my mom and my dad, and you know, I'm, I'm going to get the privilege at some point to watch the story of my kids when they fall in love, right? And then they'll have a story to tell. But we forget the story of when we fell in love with Jesus. That's our testimony. That's ours. It's, it's yours. No one, no one has your testimony, where it happened to you, what God said to you, what was going on in your life at that moment, where you were. It's your testimony. It's not, it's not supposed to be shared with anyone but you and Jesus. Just like the summer I fell in love with Jessica, no one else shares that but Jessica and I. That's what intimacy is. It's something that only the two of us have together, that history the depth of our love, the height of our passion. That's ours and ours alone. And from that has come a great family. From that has come a great ministry. From that has come virtually almost everything I do. But I will tell you that from my relationship with Jesus springs forth, springs forth everything. So sometimes we have to go back and remember why we signed up for what we do. We've got to remember when we fell in love with Jesus. Now, if I could keep going for a second, I want to encourage you with this too. And that is to uh, always go back to what started it all. Always go back to what started it all. Or this is the way David put it. I think this is a great way. He, he, he said it this way in Psalms 51, verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. So what makes us want to obey God? when we're restored to the joy, the memory of when Christ saved us, when he became alive to us. I actually believe that I accepted Christ much younger when I was a little kid. Around six, I was saved and and baptized as a little, little bitty boy. But then around 13, it became very real to me. I asked Christ in my life again at that point. I believe looking back now, I probably was already saved, but he became real to me in a big personal way at around 13. And it changed my life. And so, but I will tell you this, I have to ask God even to this day to remind me, which is another word for restore to me, restore to my memory, help me recall the joy of my salvation when you became real. So you know what we call that now? Date night. You say, well, what? Yeah, that's what date night should be. If, if, If you're not having those moments and you're doing date night wrong, it should be a time where you stop everything and you look across the table and you go, man, babe, after all these years, you look good in that dress. You look beautiful. You should still have those moments to where you remember 
There's this one dress, I'm just gonna be honest, and I don't wanna embarrass my wife too much here, but I will tell you that, I mean, I'm like, babe, you can never throw that dress away, ever. <laughs> and she knows that. I know it's in the back of her closet. Every once in a while I stumble across and I just, mm, some good, great memories come to me. <laughs> I remember going out when she wore that dress. I'll never forget it, right? This morning I was going over a message and she was getting ready and we were sharing a car today and I was like, you ready? about ready? She goes, yeah, let me just throw my summer dress on. And I went, oh, what'd you just say? Just kind of confirming of what I was going to preach on. that She didn't even know I was talking about this today. But I will tell you this, there's those memories. You know what you, you, know what you call that in the psychological world? They call that euphoric recall. How many of you guys like pizza? Anyone like pizza in here? Does anyone have a favorite kind of pizza? I bet you, bet you do, don't you? Right? Now, people from New York are very arrogant about their pizza. Okay, they're like, no, no, that's not pizza. Don't you dare tell me it's pizza. This is what pizza, you know, they call it like a pie. I'm like, I don't know why you call it a pie, but that's like, if you're from New York, you're Italian, it's, you know, it's a pie to them, right? You know, but to me, pizza looks and smells a certain way. And for me, I'm always comparing every pizza to that first one I really remembered going, wow, this is amazing. Even if it wasn't that good. Have you ever gone back to a restaurant that you loved as a kid only to realize it wasn't that great? You're like, why did I think this was that great? Because you're remembering the euphoric, the euphoria recall of when you first thought that tasted great. Does that make sense? That's a gift that God gave you, a euphoric recall. In the same way that this is the reason why you like the vacation, probably in the same spots, because you have a memory there that happened that was really special and you want to go back and reclaim that time. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, we have a euphoric recall. In the same way, there's something that happens when you share your testimony that you remember when you fell in love with Jesus. I remember this summer, in fact, it was only a few summers later that God called me to the ministry. I'll never forget where I was. I remember the cabin I was in when I knew the Lord told me, I'm going to use you to reach people for Christ. I'll never forget it. There's, those are recalls that, that I have euphoria to this day. I, I have great memories I have endorphins that rush to my brain when I think about it, and it reminds me why I do what I do. And when I'm stressed, and when things are a little crazy, and when things don't make sense, or I feel like something unfair, you know, I'm being criticized unfairly by people in the church, I just have to remember, it's not about that. It's about the day God called me. It's about the day God called me. I go back to that memory. I recall that moment. Maybe for you, you've been stressed and frustrated and don't know what's next, and you're like, Lord, what's going on in our world today? Why don't you go back in your mind to that day when you know God spoke to you, and he told you, I have good plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, when he told you, I, I'm going to do something special in you. Trust the Lord. So I just want to encourage you to always go back to what started it all. David did. He said, Lord, restore to me the joy, the euphoria of my salvation. Recall to me the memory when you saved my life. How many times did David think in his mind when he was king sitting on the throne, oh, Lord, but I remember sitting in the cave scared to death, and you saved me. I remember as a little boy at 15-year-old just trying to learn how to throw a rock really fast with a sling. And I remember you saved me from that lion. I mean, that lion was huge. Probably wasn't that big. But in his mind, he thought it was massive. But I remember when you, you saved me from that lion cat. I remember that, that time when that bear came at me. You saved me. And I remember when you saved me in that cave. And so God, I, 
I know that as I sit on this throne, I'm only here because you protected a little boy, because you protected a teenager, because you protected a young man who was running for his life from a crazy man named Saul. You were there for me, and I recall, I recall those memories. So the truth is, is what sustains us is those memories of why we signed up for this to begin with. And the last thing I want to share, kind of a simple message today, number three, fall in love all over again. Fall in love all over again. I've got some great memories of my wife, many of which I will not share. But there's a few. Whew, wow. There's some moments. Our 25th anniversary, we went to Bora Bora. We kind of like blew the bank on that one. You know, this is like that lifetime trip. It's beautiful. Everywhere we turned to look like a postcard. I mean, we'd, she'd go, look over there. Look at the mountains. Oh, wow, gorgeous. You know, look, over, look at the sea. Oh, it's just, it's everywhere. It's so perfect everywhere we look. We're on one of those little cabins over, over water, you know, like this is so amazing, you know, little glass floor, like, wow, it's incredible, you know. Jessica kept making sure that she was dressed, walking across. I'm like, it's only fish down there, baby. You're okay. You're safe. You know, there's no one... <laughs> It was so neat, you know, and the memories and as beautiful as the sea was. She'd say, look over there, look beautiful. And I'd look and I'd see her in that picture. And I was like, it's beautiful. 25 years celebrated of marriage. Some great moments. And I got to tell you, on that trip, I fell in love all over again. I really did. There's hard times and there's good times. There's ups and there's downs. But if you do it right, you can fall in love all over again. It's the same way with God. He wants us to fall in love with him again and again. Or as the Bible says, let God renew you daily. We think renewing means, oh, just make me better. Forgive me for that sin I did again or said again. Or, you know, forgive me for that bad thought or that stupid action. Well, I shouldn't have done that, Lord. And yes, he renews us in that way. But we forget that he wants to renew our passion for him too. He wants to renew our love. He wants to revive that. He wants us to fall in love all over again with him. Scripture says this in Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Another translation says, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. You're not supposed to turn away from it. And we think, oh yeah, that means my calling you know, for those of you who feel called to do what you do, whether that's be a pastor or a leader, but I think you can be just as called to business, just as called to the military, just as called to education or government. You're, you're called. We're all called to do what God told us to do. And so we think, oh, yeah, that means that when God calls me in one direction, I'm supposed to continue in that direction. That's true. And God may change things. He's still calling us every day. That's true. But I read closer. It doesn't say the gifts and calling from God are irrevocable. No, it said the gifts and calling of God. So let's take out the word calling for a second. The gifts, the gift of God, the relationship you have with God, it's irrevocable. What he's saying is, I'm not leaving the table. No matter what you do, where you've been, how dumb you've been, how shame, the shame you carry, the, 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 the guilt, the, the, the stupidity of what we do. He says, I'm not leaving the table. I sat here and I committed my life to you and it's for life. And maybe you just need to be reminded 
that he's not going anywhere and that he loves you. And so why don't we fall in love with him all over again? The other day I, I did a funeral. I don't do a whole lot of those. Many of my staff do, thank you. <clears throat> the church is just so large, I can't do them all. The other day it was a friend of the family and her mother passed and so they asked me if I'd take part in, in the funeral and I was honored to do it. And so I went to the family's house one night. All the family had gathered. I always like to do this just to hear stories of their mother. And this was a very godly woman. There were a lot of great stories, a lot of funny stories. I mean, it's just really great to, to hear that. You know, when, when someone passes that really loved the Lord, that lived right, it's easy to do that funeral. You know, there's just so much good to, to talk about. I always remember that, Lord, I want to make sure my funeral's easy for people, that there's a lot of good to tell and not where they're like, well, he's all right. You know, <laughs> I hope there's more to tell than, you know, whether I like the Cowboys or not, you know, or whether, whatever I was into, right? And so as, we, as they told the story, it was really great. And, and her husband, who's, you know, now lost her, his, his wife, was sitting right beside me. So it kind of turned to him eventually. And I said, tell me when you guys met. And he began to tell me this story, and it was so cute. I mean, this guy's in his 80s now, you know, and, and he, he, he said it. I'm trying to remember it exactly because it was great. He said, that, I worked here, and she worked across the street, you know, at this company, and, and I'd always see her in the window walk over to the bank every lunch hour, every day during lunch. She'd walk over to the bank to do business for the company she worked for and then walk back. And he said, I didn't know her, but I got acquainted with her appearance, and I liked it. That was his quote. I loved it. We all laughed. And he said, but then two friends of ours introduced us, and he said, we fell madly in love. We were married a short time after that. And now I looked around this room, and everyone in that room was there because two people fell in love. After a lot of stories were shared, most people got up because someone said, we have dessert. And everyone popped up, and all the kids and grandkids you know, jumped up and were eating desserts. And as everyone began to slip away, I just kind of sat there for a little longer because this man, I could tell he had more to tell me. So eventually everyone left, and it was just the two of us, and we were talking. And I just said, I'm, I'm really sorry. I know you lost your wife. And he began to tear up, and he said, she's my everything. And he, he said two things I'll, I'll never forget. In fact, I, I got in the car on the way home, and I called my wife, and I began to cry. <laughs> and as I told her what he told me, he said, you know those trees that just kind of wind together and eventually you can't tell which tree is which because they just look like they're all one? He said, that's me and her. He said, I don't know what to do now because half of me's gone. And then he said something that really shook me. He said, I'm ready to go. And I was like, oh, okay, you're ready to go. And he goes, no, no. He goes, I'm ready to go home. He said, because I asked the Lord. He said, God, just keep me here long enough to take care of her. And when she goes, you can have me too. But not until then. And he said, so I did my job. I took care of her till the end. And now I'm ready to go. <laughs> I bawled like a baby going home. Because what I saw was a man who knew how to sit at the table and love a woman his whole life. And I thought, how sweet is that story 
that has produced amazing kids that, that I happen to know that are great kids, that are now great moms and dads themselves. Produced some very amazing grandkids. But it all started because a boy fell in love with a girl. And I thought it is sweet and as beautiful and as authentic and as real as that is. How much better is our God? He is not leaving the table. Would you bow your heads with me? As we just take a moment today to be reminded that there's a God who loves us, that he is our first love, that we would recall, that we would go back to the joy of our salvation, of that simple faith in a God who loves us. And that we would remember that he is irrevocable. He's with us forever. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Maybe today you've gotten busy <laughs> and it's time to slow down, set the table, and just say to God, God, I've been busy. I've been thinking about all the things I've going on, all the stress, the mortgage, the kids, the job, the, the busyness of life. And I just want to stop and just say, God, I just, I just love you. I just love you. I'm so thankful, and I don't want to forget the summer I fell in love. Thank you, Lord, for the sweetness of knowing you. Thank you that you've saved me. Just like David said, I remember being in that cave, being scared to death, and you protected me, God. When I didn't know anyone, you brought some kid along named Jonathan who became an ally to me like no one, other, no one else. And, and when I felt so lonely, Lord, you brought those crazy men out in the woods who said, I don't know who you are, but I'll devote my life to you and I'll protect you. You helped me build an army, God. But at first, Lord, before there was an army, before there was a victory, before there was a defeat, before there were good and bad, before there was a kingdom, Lord, there was just me and you when I was just a kid watching smelly sheep. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, just remember that there's a God who loves you. Go back to that memory. Recall the day that he saved you. And God, help me not to get far from that memory. Help me to remember why I signed up for this. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want to encourage you, if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and your Savior, this may seem a little confusing. You think, well, I don't think I have that moment. Well, that's because your moment's about to happen. The Bible says today is the day of your salvation. I believe that can be your day right now. You can receive Christ. This can be your moment, the day you fell in love with a God who loves you. You can pray this prayer. You can just say, Dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sin. And I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. In your name we pray. Amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.